Hello, everybody, and welcome to kickoff, a third edition of kickoff. I'm your host, Dean Gutzik, alongside with me, Gabe Baltera, and finally, our third member, the third musketeer, Marab Samad. What's going on, Marab? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to finally be here. How about you? How about you guys? I'm good, man. I'm good, Rob. I'm happy to have you on the show, man. Very yeah. happy to have you on the show. Um, we're back after a little layoff, a little retool. Um, back and better than ever. So we're going to go over a few things today. You want you guys want to hear the lineup? Let's hear yeah. the lineup. Let's hear it. Um, MLS and boycotting. The huge messy rumors. A Champions League recap, especially the final. And Chelsea making moves, the transfer window. So let's start off with MLS. I believe as soccer fans, you know, it's very, and as sport fans, it's very, how do I say it, important to address something that's going on that's critical in the world right now. Uh, as for those who don't know, the MLS boycotted due to the racial injustice and the shooting of Jacob Blake. The MLS boycotted all games like the NBA and did not play yesterday. I, I thought it was a brilliant move by the MLS, you know, to try and send a message um, to really, you know, come across the message message of Black Lives Matter, really, like, deliver it. But I believe, you know, now, once the uh, ML, MLS resumes, and this is for other leagues, so I believe, you know, it's now time to really use that platform. And it's not just the players. I get the writings on the shirt, but I feel like now these players are going to have to use it more. These commissioners, team owners, club owners, should I say, are going to really like have to use their platforms now to really get um, get the message across because I feel like you know a few months later nothing has changed and we need more change in the world and in the sports world. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. I think you know, yesterday I gained a lot of respect for the MLS. I think that was very very like like a huge huge thing. Uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement because, you know, they were all taking a stand together as one. And I think in the times we live in now, you know, it's, it's, it's the people that we really look up to, such as athletes, that need to, to start making these big, you know, kind of stands. You know, we uh, kind of going off a soccer um, aspect of it here. You know, we had Colin Kaepernick with a kneeling, but that was just him kneeling. Now we have, like, MLS teams, like full rosters and squads, coaches, you know, managers, players, all being like, hey, you know what? We're not going to play in this game because right now our country needs help and we need change to this country. And I think that's a huge, huge step um, going forward. Yeah, I got to agree with uh, Gabe over there. It's just, it's a big decision to make. Like, you've got to realize that the MLS compared to like other leagues in America, like the NBA and the MLB, they make a significantly a less amount of money than they do. So this is actually really big for them. And for them to actually step up and still do it, no matter the financial downfall that comes from stopping the league when they've already had to be delayed because of the coronavirus, is just a big step. And I feel as though this is the kind of steps we need to actually make a difference because we see these these players aren't making like a million, two million dollars per year. They're making significantly less than other athletes in this country. And they're taking this because they truly believe that it's time that we need change and that we need change. 
Right. I agree, right. I agree with you. You said it best, Marab. And, you know, you got leagues like the MLS, although I know this is a soccer podcast, you know, the NHL delayed their game. So there's leagues like that that don't make as much money and are not marketed like the NBA is, the MLB, the NFL. They don't have that revenue like those leagues have. And for leagues to have like this, um, for a league like the MLS to do this is a huge move. Um, Inter-Miami and Atlanta yesterday didn't play, but they stood in solidarity together. And I thought that was a huge moment. And I thought just yesterday, I thought was a huge monumental moment in sports from every league, from the MLS to the NBA to just anywhere was yeah. a huge monumental moment and a huge a huge wave that hit the sports world. Uh, not a lot of us expected this. I don't think anyone expected this. And a huge wave hit us. And I thought this is for a good cause. Some say, and I don't want to get too political and I don't want to talk too much, so apologies. But if, you know, politics, here's the thing. I usually say, you know, sometimes politics shouldn't be involved in sports. But in this case, it's for a good cause. It's to actually, you know for change to actually you know speak up and do something to use the platform and i believe a league like the mls and a sport like soccer could really use their platform there's a lot of african athletes athletes of color that play the sport of soccer and make a huge impact to the sport as well yeah you know i i want to go back to what marab was saying about like the the financial standpoint like if you look at the mls um you know this is a very like the mls is, is they're very young they're 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 somewhat established but they don't get paid a lot. The players don't get paid like millions and millions of dollars. And if you look at it in like from the like the big soccer league standpoint, like in Europe, you know, you that are paying players millions of dollars. And you have your Cristiano Ronaldo's, you got your Lionel Messi's, you know, all these guys are getting paid a lot of money. But these MLS guys, the younger guys and and the teams that aren't as exposed in the media are, aren't getting paid, you know, they're maybe getting paid, you know, maybe six figures or, you know, not, not millions and millions of dollars. So that's where I, I put a lot of my respect to these guys. It's like they are, they're putting aside everything to make a change in this, in this country, which is, you know, which is, I give all my props to those guys because that's, they, that's they're making a huge right. sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's for the greater good at the end of the day. So yeah. I'm happy that they're definitely, that they're doing this, and hopefully we have change in this country soon. Right. Yeah. I, I believe – go ahead, Gabe. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm with Robbie. Hopefully, you know, all these protests and, and marches and, you know, all this stuff that's been going on since, you know, uh, June and May is going to – you know, we're, gonna, we're going in the right direction. Hopefully, you know, there's going to be change in this near future. Yeah. You know, it's – you know, they did. They, when we come back to sports, you know, when the MLS came back, you thought, oh, you know, we kind of move on. You know, COVID was the rates were decreasing. You know, the um, you know, we're, it was soccer is back at the time. And now you look at it, it's like have things, you know, really changed. And I believe a move like this is a huge step up by the league and by the players. I think it's a move that could definitely get a message sent across the world, especially the sports world, let alone the league. Right. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, like, and I like to credit Marab with the financial thing. Like I said, you got leagues like the MLS, NHL, where they're making not as much money, where you got these other leagues that are making billions in revenue. Exactly. I mean, look at the NBA. I mean, sorry to get off the soccer topic, but look at the NBA. I mean, you know, they, those players are getting paid. Even, even the, like, the, the players that just came in from, like, you know, their colleges, I mean, they're getting paid at least two or three million. And those are the young guys. Those aren't even, like, you know, those are in the LeBron Jameses and the Kawhi Leonard's of the of the NBA, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, let's get back into the to the Sark topic. So this, uh, do you guys mind if we start going towards the Lionel Messi thing? Because I'm I'm so I have so much. <laughs> oh, this is a huge rumor. I, I, this is huge news. I this mean, is probably the biggest. I don't. I, I the biggest transfer news we've had since Neymar in 2017. I think. Uh, I mean, like when I like, like I it was so funny because I was talking about this the other day with a couple of my buddies. And then the next day I get a, a notification from ESPN saying Messi has put out the word that he wants to leave Barca. And it, I, I, I just, it just, my world was just turned upside down. Same. Because, I... I mean, like you, like you, like when you think of Barcelona, who do you think of? You think of, of Messi, Messi, right? You think of, Messi, yeah. you think like, you know, he's been there for a decade, maybe even more. And, that's who you think. You think you think Barcelona. You think Messi, and all of a sudden, now it's like okay. So where where is he gonna go? I mean, like where, like it just it, it. This is probably the biggest transfer rumor, or if it does happen, biggest transfer that's gonna happen in our lifetimes of soccer. I mean, yeah, <laughs> in this generation, in this of, generation soccer, of soccer. I mean, I was not like during this time. I was in Long Island, you know, just chilling. And and next thing you know, I come out the water. I I check my phone and I hear Messi wants out. I'm like, whoa! Like that was the first word that came to my first thoughts. I I thought like an implosion. Was like, what the hell? Are like this is huge news. This is more than a woge bomb. This is like um, a Bleacher Report bomb, a soccer bomb. This is huge news. And you know, of course, where's Messi gonna go? And there's the possibilities of. And I want to ask you guys about this. There's Man City, who many claim that he's very keen on. He wants to reunite with his former manager, Pep Guardiola. Uh, Man City has the fees and everything to afford Messi. You have clubs that are also interested, like PSG, Juve, um, Inter Milan, AC Milan. And it's like, where will Messi go? This is going to be a long carousel. This is going to be a heck of a ride. This is going to be, I mean, this is basically like the the golden nugget that ever, like this is like he can just step out of his door and he and people will be like giving him offers there is no team that he like he could be like oh i want to go to like you know some team in china they'd be like come like you know any any team is gonna want this guy so now no. it's like yeah like who who like first of all there's actually another side to this story that i actually want to bring up right now is and i want to get your guys opinion on this is is Messi kind of jumping ship because Barca's season went so bad? Is yeah. that, do you think that's the reason that he's that he's opting to leave the team? Absolutely. Okay, so I think this is just a, a accumulation of how bad Barcelona is from the ground up. Bart- Bartonomy is an awful president. He literally gets everything wrong. Like, Messi, all right, basically, Messi asked for Neymar over the cover. He didn't want Griezmann. And the Griezmann, and he, well, you know what the period they brought in? Griezmann. He wanted Ernesto Valverde to stay in until the end of the season. And no, they brought in Kike Sedentian, who no one wanted. It made no sense. It's just the incompetence of the Barcelona board is mind-boggling. And I'm, Messi is finally just done with their shit, basically, at the end of the day. Because <laughs> Messi is too good of a player to take garbage from these people that just do not know how to run a soccer club. Yeah. Yes, like, go off, Rob. Go off. No, but it's true. Like, it, like if you're if you're working with a president that like can't make like the right decision or the smart decision, even if that, 
Like, and you're asking your players, like the Griezmann thing that Marab brought up. So he physically asked his players. He asked Messi, like, we were thinking about buying Griezmann. Do you want him? He said no. He bought like, like that's just. I mean, yes. maybe you're just going like, I don't it's... know. Maybe you know what you think is good. That doesn't matter. Like, and then the the whole coaching is like, just. I mean, I understand if your coach is shit. Like, if you have a if you have a Jose Mourinho fucking type of situation, yes, get him <laughs> out, kick him out. That's fine. But if you saw Verde, who okay, yes, you slip on a couple of games. There's a little bit of, you know, not so good chemistry there. Just stick it out with the season because we all know he's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. He won them two leagues. Exactly. <laughs> he won the La Liga twice with he won them. La Liga twice. It's like you know, if you have someone like that, keep him in there. Don't just don't just push him off to the side like he you know like he's just trash. No, keep yeah. him in there. But I agree with Marab. It's like it's it. I like when people said to me, "Oh, it's because they had a shit season." It's like no, it, the because they had a shit season. That's the part of it. But it's also because it's what's happening inside the club that's been pissing him off. With the president and the managers yeah. and people like that, it's like I would, I would, I mean, I would do that too if I was him. You know, I want to be. Yeah, a, yeah absolutely. Situation. Yeah, no, they're just so incompetent. Like they keep making bad decisions, and they keep bringing in older players that just are at the end of their career. Like who thinks they're at their peak? So basically, did you see that move by they? They got rid of Arthur Arthur Mayo, one of their like best center midfielders. Miriam Pjanic, who is a good player, but he's so much older. Yeah, and, he's, he's declining. Yes, exactly. And they got and they're bringing in guys like Arturo Vidal, who's not as good. Martin Braithwaite signed for Barcelona. He was at Middlesbrough two seasons ago, getting relegated. What's I mean, going on with this? It's unbelievable. It's I mean, unreal. It's unreal. <laughs> like, yes, I understand. If you want, if you want, like during the transfer window when they brought, like when they're selling Arthur's, like why would you sell? Someone that's young. Yes, we went good. over. I think we went over this on yeah, our other we show. We were like on the, on the. I think it was the first one we did. Yeah. But still, it's like it, it. It blew my mind just because. Yeah. Like okay, yes, like he may be young. He needs some. He needs some more experience. But keep him on the team because you know he's good. He's gonna eventually develop into a, a strong center mid. But like, don't just get rid of him because you want to get rid of him and get and yeah. and then bring in someone that's older. I mean, <laughs> that's just backwards. It's I mean, listen. Backwards. I get experience, but the guys declining. These guys are getting older. Barcelona doesn't know what they're doing. Even when they got Griezmann, uh, as Marab mentioned, I thought right away, this is such a bad fit. He does not fit into this Barca team. And and there was yeah. a matchup when this is before Real Madrid clinched La Liga. Barca was playing Atletico, and when sit when Griezmann was coming on, Simeone shook his head and he was like, he's not going to get the same chance as he did here. And I was like, that's the thing. They overpaid for him. 90 to 100 million euros, I think it was. And guess what? He's not getting the chance. Dembele, I thought, can't, you know, can't stay healthy, may not be the best experiment. You got all these guys that are getting older. Their defense definitely needs a huge rebuild. The only bright spot that's been on this Barca team is the goaltender, besides Messi, Ter Stegen. But... Yeah. I felt like that Bayern game took a toll on Messi. I felt like that okay. Bayern game was like, oh my god, I know. I thought that Bayern right now, but I bro. thought that Bayern game was like the last draw for him. I thought after that game, he's done. He's that he, Messi cannot put up with eight to two. Bro, when you think a, of that's a Sunday, that's a Sunday league. That's like a yes. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, like that's like where you go with your buds and you go to the field and like, oh, we got smacked eight two. That's not a Bayern Barca like <laughs> you, score. You know what, what was that? the best? You know that's what was not like Barca. You know what the best part of that was? Phil Coutinho came on and gave two goals and an assist. They spent 145 million euros on him, if if I'm correct. 
And he went on to win the Champions League. And then Liverpool got 5 million euros for ex- as an extension, as an extension fee. Because that's what Barcelona probably said. If Coutinho won the Champions League. I think Bayern got a bonus for that too because he won with them. Yeah, but really? It's, yeah, ba- Barca was the I – mean, I was talking about this with my former high school teacher the other day, and he was like, Barcelona is the biggest losers out of this one. Yeah. Imagine paying a guy that you put on loan to Bayern, not only wins the Champions League, but comes on against you and has one assist and two goals on you at the end, as if like 8-2 to two wasn't enough. But after that game, I thought that was the last straw. When you think of yeah. Barcelona, you don't think of – this team right now you think of a rich club with a lot of history you think of of course Messi and the face of the club the face of history of that club is leaving them which is causing a lot of tension in Barcelona right now as we speak the fans are flooding camp now the camp now um they want the president resigned and they they're they're in support for Messi which I support Messi too but I think he's done there I think he's put up with a lot and I think this that game was the last straw for him I think, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, here's the thing is, like, as you guys said before, like, he, and, and Dean just said it right now, like, he is the face of his club. Like, I, I think a lot of people that aren't Barca fans don't understand, like, he is, like, Barcelona. Like, the mm-hmm. time he's been there is, like, you know, breaking records and bringing so many trophies to his club. So, like, him leaving is, like, basically taking the heart out of Barcelona. And it's, like, it's like now they're kind of like, oh, shit, like, what do we do? If he leaves, and 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 I I understand why the Barca fans are getting so upset and telling the president to resign, but you know in reality it's like, you know the, if if he doesn't want to be there, then he then it's it's his prerogative to leave. Like he shouldn't be forcing himself to be there just because he's you know he's the guy or you know he's he's the heart and soul of Barcelona. It's like no, there's you know yes Messi isn't a once in a probably generation century whatever you want to call it, player. But he, but like you know, he's also human, so he also has to decide. You know, is this where I want to continue playing my soccer career, or should I go somewhere else and you know make my actually make money and still and still love playing the game and and be happy? And I think yeah. that's why he's looking at Man City because, as we all know, Man City's head coach Pep Guardiola used to used to work with Messi, and I think that's you know where he's kind of leaning because he wants to go back mm-hmm. to that connection that they had back with yeah. the coach. Yeah. Yeah, I've we've completely shit on Barcelona so far. <laughs> Absolutely shit on them. So yeah, I think Manchester City are definitely the best team part Messi can join right now. They they have talent coming out of their ass. Like it's ridiculous. They have <laughs> De Bruyne in midfield. They have Aguero up top. They have literally everything Messi needs to succeed. Backing from an owner that'll give them anything and. And a defense that's actually getting sorted out. We said Koulibaly might be going to Manchester City as well. Like it's a perfect situation for for Messi to go to. And other clubs linked are Inter Milan, who's been linked to Messi for a while. But I don't, honestly do not see that happening. Even though like his former agent said that he want that Messi wants to go there, but it just realistically makes no sense. Inter Inter Milan have have made their their like lifelong goal to sign. Um, Premier League rejects, basically, and Ashley Young, Christian Eriksen, Luramalu Lukaku, and like make a team out of that. And we've also seen like like PSG are another club that can actually afford Messi. There's not, yeah. That's a big thing. They can, people need teams need to afford Messi, and we have to have to see where it goes. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, financially, that's the biggest thing too. Is like, can you afford Messi? Yes. Yeah, we all know that PSG and Manchester City 
have money to burn, so they can easily buy him. But it's like it's like Inter Milan. It's like, do they have the money? And these other teams, like, do do they have the money to actually, you know, spend on Messi? And it's, I mean, I, I think some of them do, and some of them, some of them definitely don't. Yes, um, there was actually a post, by the way, by Footy Base. Shout out to them on Instagram. Um, I don't know if that was even necessary to say. Whatever. Um, you know, they did. The list of rumors, you know, clubs that Messi can go to, that Messi can go to, and the ones that could afford him. And he was like, the only ones that could easily afford him is Manchester City and PSG. But, well, obviously PSG. PSG buys their team. But Man City has everything that Messi has. KDB, as you mentioned, Marab. Raheem Sterling on the left side. Aguero up top. Then Messi on the right side. That'd be a lethal 4-3-3. Getting Koulibaly in the back as well. But there was another offer that was huge. Um, according to Bleach Report, Man City planned for a huge messy bid. City wants to offer Bernardo Silva, Gabriel Jesus, Eric Garcia, and 100 million euros for the GOAT, Lionel Messi. And there was some, I think this is a rumor that three to five years in the Premier League or something like that, then afterwards he would go to the MLS straight to NYCFC. Yo, if we see Lionel Messi absolutely tearing up MLS defenders at Yankee Stadium, that will be a sight. He would sell. He would sell out Yankee Stadium. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Everyone I mean, would join the Messi bandwagon in a heartbeat for NYCFC. NYCFC yeah, would I, have the biggest fan base in MLS. Known like ever. Know, they'd have the biggest fan base in this side of the world. That's how big it would be, honestly. <laughs> yeah, even all of Europe, anyone from Manchester City or from England would automatically become an NYCFC fan because of that. Oh, 100 percent. But oh yeah, hundred percent. But like we mentioned with uh, Barca, actually, though we've shat on them already, like Marab said, you know, <laughs> Marab, you're going to like this. I know Gabe, you are too, because you guys are Liverpool fans. In the Champions League, you know how Barca at one point was up 3-0, of course. But all those goals and assists come from Messi. And it's like, yeah, they're up by a lot, but who's the only one that's really doing stuff on this team? It's, it's Messi. It's, all, it's always been Messi for the past couple years. No one – like, that's, it's, before, Barcelona used to be a team that was good – also, because of Messi, because they had world-class talent around him. But now, Barcelona are good because Messi is on the team. That's the that's the off that's the sad truth about Barcelona's situation right now. And I don't know with this manager and with this president, will they will not get anywhere with Barcelona? Yeah. Right, I agree. I mean, you know, it's like if you, it's basically as I said before, it's like taking the heart away of, of Barca. He was the man. He was the goal scorer. He was the assist maker. Like now, he he's kind of gone. I mean, yes, you have Suarez and you got Griezmann, but it's like, who like can they really perform at the same level he was performing every single game? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't, no. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. It's yes. That's uh, a great question. I mean, who knows? Is Barcelona coming becoming like Argentina? Argentina where. <laughs> They rely on Messi and just the attack. It just feels like it. it. And it's always been. It's been like that for the past three, four years, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't. The last time I feel Barcelona were truly world class was 14, 15, when they won the treble. Right. That's when they had Messi and uh, Neymar and Suarez. And that was right? like, and that was like Messi, Neymar, Iniesta, Suarez. Uh, yeah, the, I think like all these guys. Yeah, no. Like I was seeing, like they, they they used to be built on the fact that they were home built. Their their academy produced everyone, and that's just not the case anymore. There's literally no. They're not. It's not that there's no one getting produced in the academy. They're not getting the chance to be. 
they're not getting the chance to actually play for the first team because Arsenal are always on win now mode, which isn't which isn't the thing they need to do. They need to make sure they go back to their system of producing players such as Jared Piquet and Messi, Xavi, Iniesta. They have a truly world class academy. They need to make sure Lamazi is being used to its full potential, and that's what I think that things will start to look up for Barcelona. I think so. Too. I mean, you know, I think you're right, Rob. Is that this this team that we see now is not Barca? It's, it's it's a bunch of good players, quality players, but they're picked out from other teams. And they're put into the situation where it's like, oh, now we all got to mesh together. But then you, you, you go back a couple of years, like 2017, 2016, maybe even 2015, where this team was like, this was Barca base. Like, you looked at the squad, either these guys came from somewhere in Spain or they came from the academy. And that's where they were so good because their chemistry was all – it was already there. It was already built. Now you gotta, yeah. Now you got to bring all these other guys – you know, like you're talking about, you know, people from France, Germany, you know, um, Portugal, all these different types of players that all play different types of, of a style of soccer, and they're trying to mesh, and it's not working out. It's, because have, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It start, it's starting to feel like they're, and this will be a little ridiculous quote, a Walmart version of PSG. They're starting to... I feel like this Barca team is starting to buy their team. And it's like, this is not the Barca that they were. The, like Marab said, this is a Barca. This club which should be developing and running through the academy. This is what Barca should be. This Right now, they're trying to go out and buy players. And it's, and it's just like, this is not the Barca way of things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. And, yeah. and you can't, I mean, as, I mean, PSG have been buying players forever. I mean, and now they've kind of come to a somewhat decent chemistry. But, yeah, I mean, you, you just can't do it. You've you got to form your own chemistry. It, it can't be bought. You know, yeah. you, see, you see with all these teams that try to buy their players. And they're like, oh, you know, we got the best of the best. It's like, yeah, so what? But you don't have chemistry. That, that, yep. It doesn't matter if you don't have chemistry. And speaking of chemistry. Speaking of. <laughs> yes, Damn, sir. I was about to say that, Gabe. You right? just took my transition. I know. It's, I know. it's a good one. Wow. So speaking of chemistry, guys. Yes, sir. Um, can someone explain to me what Bayern Munich players are fucking eating? Because I got to get on that right now. <laughs> I like, am. Someone has got to explain to me what they're feeding Thomas Mueller and all these guys in Neuer. Because we got we to start eating like they're eating. Because this team was on. Freaking real! I mean, they're, they're unbelievable. I mean, no, Dean, Dean, I Dean is a stop. resident Bayern Dean, fan. I think you have your say on this. Yeah, but what you want me to speak on this? Well, yeah, because yeah, you know, remember the first? I think it was the first second episode we made our pre pre Champions League winners. Yeah, um, and you said Bayern. Yeah, that was like your that was the one that was your first one, and you, and you got it right. I mean, that's. I mean, I think like. They were just so good this season, man. They were like, no one saw them coming out this, this strong. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Do, you, do you want me to take it away? Yeah, take it away. Yeah, take it away. Take um, it away. I was really happy. I was at my uncle's for a watch party. I was really happy seeing the way Byron performed. At one point, I, you know, seeing the way it was how they were built in the final, the formation, the starter, the starting lineup, of course, I saw Coleman was on the left side, and I thought to myself, Okay, Perisic has been playing well. I don't know why, but then I thought to myself, you know what? This might be for speed to probably wear down PSG's defense, maybe for get someone to try and pace past 
the PSG defense. I was really happy with Bayern all season. The Bundesliga, the they got the treble themselves, the Pokal, and now the Champions League worked. I think they're the first team to go 11-0 in the Champions League and not lose a single game. Bayern Munich played astonishing football, through, uh, football throughout the Champions League. This game, I mean, listen... I mean, of course, if you look at Statue, shots were about even. Bayern had more possession. Bayern, I felt like, was just, even when they scored, you saw they were hungry for a second goal. They were more aggressive. They took the ball. This Bayern team has a lot of chemistry. And even watching this final, I told my uncle, you cannot buy championships, and this proves it. Look at Liverpool last year when they won the Champions League. They worked for their title. Bayern this year, they worked for their title. And, you know, you have a manager like Klopp, and now this a German team like Bayern. You know, it's starting to think that this might be the German influence of soccer that's starting to pave the way for for yeah. winning. And uh, Bayern, who now is a good manager in themselves, and Hans Flick. Um, yeah. I'm really happy for Bayern. They play – I thought they played well. The defense was on point, better than expected. Alfonso Davies was – the roadrunner was really showing off his speed. This was a fast Bayern defense. Kimmich is even a good uh, – a very good right back. He had a nice cross that set up Coleman for the winner. I thought the speed and the passing just wore down PSG, especially the speed. The speed played a huge part. And, of course, Neuer made some spectacular saves. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, 100%. No. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to talk about, like, Bayern Munich's season started off really rocky. Nico Kovac got um, fired in November, and it was just looking very gloom. But then... Hans Dieter Flick came in. This no one. He this is his first head coaching job, but it's but this shouldn't this doesn't scare him though because he's been a part of some great teams. He was a part of the squad staff that won the 2014 World Cup under under um Low. Joachim Low, and he was also Bayern manager before this, so he knew what the squad was capable of, and he took full advantage of it. As you talked about Joshua, Joshua Kimmich, he's the he's the successor to Philip Lahm. He's so versatile; he can literally play anywhere. He plays for right back for Bayern, but for Germany, he plays DDM. He can he's he's literally the the successor to Philip Lahm. And we saw Robin and Ribery came off, um, were reti- reti- like left Bayern to last year, and then in comes Serge Gnabry. Serge Gnabry absolutely killed it this season. West Brom reject. <laughs> Killed it. For, in the Bundesliga. The Arsenal and reject. <laughs> yes. And then we see now Bayern aren't also still slowing down either. We saw they signed Leroy Sané. Leroy Sané is one of the best young wingers in the world. For, I think, like $60 million, which is so worth it. Yep. It's so worth it. Now they have a dynamic duo in Serge Canabry and... Um, Leroy Sané next season with Thomas Muller providing so many assists, so many. And of course, we got to talk about how Robert Lewandowski this year is getting robbed of the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, there was a petition that was started by Bleach Report saying get back the ball in the or. And I thought, you know, it's unfair that a sport, if this was Messi or Ronaldo that was in contention, they would never do this. The one year that it was going to be sure, I thought it was sure as hell going to be somebody, but. Messi and Ronaldo. It was going to be Lewandowski who had, I believe it was 55 goals in 45 games, which that's, insane. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought I thought to myself, and I think me and Gabe talked about this on one of the episodes, if Lewandowski wins the, 
if Lewandowski wins a Champions League and he has a year like this, which he did, he deserves it. And it's unfortunate that he's getting severely snubbed of the Ballon d'Or after having a great season. Yeah. But this Bayern team's going to get stronger. Leroy Sané coming to the left side. Um, I mean, granted, Perisic had a solid season. Um, that left side, they're going to have wingers. They're going to have Davies at left back, of course. Sané on the left side. The left side of Bayern Munich just got even stronger. And the depth's getting stronger, too. Imagine being a German defense and having to play Alfonso Davies and Leroy Sané every week. Yeah. I mean, every like, week. Yeah, like, look at this. I mean, look at the Champions League final. I mean, PSG, like, they're top. They're the, the, there's Mbappe, Neymar, and Di Maria run on, on top. And they shut them down. Those are three. Those are three of the even Alaba too played a good game. Alaba played an amazing game. And Boateng, that the entire back four is like a is like just a brick wall because you like this isn't like they're playing some B league team that with like shitty strikers. Like no, these are some these are three of the top strikers in the world, and they yeah. shut them down. I mean, yeah. and 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 that's a scary thing. I mean, that like when I was watching the game, I was like, oh my god, Mbappe is like completely shut down. Neymar can't make a turn for his life. Di Maria can't get anywhere. You know, he had a few take, chances. He had some chances, but like they were they, they couldn't finish. They couldn't yeah. finish. That's, that was their downfall. Mbappe had a, some pretty good chances, but PSG are the kings of choking. <laughs> That's just how it is. That's before. Exactly. I mean, That's like before. I said, you can't buy titles, all that yeah. money, and they don't show up in the final. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Before this final, PSG. Haven't gone past the last sixteen in three years. Isn't that that's that's just awful? It's, it's, it's really mean, they put into the club. It's crazy. And you know, I, I said this before. I think I said this in the in the second episode. Is like consistency, consistency, consistency. Bayern Munich, from when the they were cleared to play in the Champions League, have been so consistent. Every game is they're on top. They are coming out to win. They're coming to win. They have, they have a goal, and their and their goal and their minds is to win. And that's what they do. Every single game, from when they came from the round of 16 to the quarterfinals to the semis, they're just so consistent. And PSG, they just, you know, they're as Marab said, the they're the king of, of choking. Every of the biggest at the biggest stage, they made it all the way to the final, and they ended up choking. On, you know, it wasn't like they lost terribly. They they could have easily made it an interesting game by tying or even or going two one up. But they, you know, they ended up choking. They ended up throwing it in their hand and being like, you know what? It's just that's just who we are. We just end up yeah. yeah, I thought. I go ahead, Marab. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Like PSG, the problem with them is they don't have chemistry on their team. Like they keep bringing in these new guys, but like they're not letting them settle. They're not letting them. They need to win now all the time. We see. Got they brought in Julian Draxler, who's a fantastic talent, but he just barely gets any game time. Neymar is always. Neymar has been brought in, and then. This is the first time he's actually played in the, in the later rounds of the Champions League because he's always injured. And it's just like they need to find some way to unite. They need some way to unite this team and make sure that they actually are a well-oiled unit. That's what they need to do. Right. And the worst thing that comes out of this is, um, of course, I forgot to say the midfield. Her, uh, Hec- uh, Herrera is not even a bad midfielder. He didn't show up. I just felt like this team didn't show up. I thought watching this game, the only reason they're kind of in this game is Kaylor Navas. If Kaylor Navas was not the goalie, because he made a solid save with Lewandowski at the he- uh, header, if Navas was not in this game, and if Byron pulled the trigger more, like to shoot, if their passes got through more, then this game would be over. But 
you, you can't buy ta- uh, you can't buy your titles. They want to fire Tuhill, their manager, apparently. And I thought, why fire the guy that's got you all the way to the finals? That's this guy's that. a good manager. Yeah. You cannot. And they want to replace him with Allegri. And I thought, listen, I'm a fan of Allegri, but you have to stick with Tuhill. Tuhill. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right? Is like PSG. They're known for that. I mean, if you look at uh, who was the coach. Emery, is that his name? Unai Emery? Is that yeah, Unai Emery. Yes. So, he, I mean, this is like kind of like, I don't know if you guys know this, but the president of PSG, a couple, when he when he was a coach, like told him, was like, oh, if you lose this next game, you're done. And then he didn't give him like, you know, uh, half the season or a couple of, the, a couple of more games. He said like, this game is your make it or break it thing. So PSG are known for like just throwing in the towel on coaches for, I mean, who knows why, for random reasons, for reasons they just – make up on their own sometimes. So when when I saw that, I wasn't really surprised. Even though he brought them to the final, they haven't been to the final in forever, you know? So, yeah. I mean, who knows? I, maybe maybe it's just rumors. I hope it's just rumors. Yeah, Kuku needs to be there. He needs to re, He needs to rebuild his team. What Instead of spending a giant amount of money, PSG needs to fix their problem areas. Diego Silva's leaving this year, an absolute rock at the back. They need to look at like bringing back maybe Deupa Makano, who's been absolutely brilliant. RB likes him and a PSG product as well. And we saw P- PSG products aren't bad either. We saw Kingsley Coleman got the winning yep. goal for the guy for that the they developed. Yeah, exactly. So there's definitely talent in that PSG academy as well. Similar to Barcelona, they got to rely on their academy because they can produce some absolute gems. And yeah, and I forgot to mention another player who didn't play, Mauro Icardi. And it's like another guy that you get, and he doesn't even touch the field. It's it's like this team, all they do is buy, buy, and buy. And some, you know, I've seen some PSG fans say Icardi doesn't have good movement. And I was like, yeah, but you got this guy for a reason because you wanted him to be your pure goal scorer. Then why is he not in the game for you? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just how, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, this. that's just how it is. That's just how it is. And I think, you know, as Marv just said, like, Thiago Silva leaving, that's going to be a huge detriment to this PSG defense because he's, he's been there forever. I mean, The one guy. The one guy that's been there for the longest yeah. now leaving. And he's, like, not only is he their captain, but he's, like, the man in the back. Like, he is the one that's, like, been just so consistent and strong. And I mean, who who are they going to put the Marquinhos? I mean, he he played alongside he played alongside uh, Silva for a while, but I don't think he's as strong and as as Thiago Silva. Yeah, and he played a lot of midfield this game too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Speaking of Thiago Silva, there's this new there's Chelsea's interested in him, and Chelsea have been doing an absolute madness this window, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. Next topic is Chelsea, of course. Um, Chelsea has, and, and you talk about contending and building a team, Frank Lampard, and talk about stepping in right away and making an impact. Uh, Hakeem Zayek, Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, Thiago Silva, Ben Chilwell, or Chilwell, I think from Leicester. Yeah. Um, they want to get, I think it's, um, they want to get the guy from Lille, the goalkeeper, who leads the league in clean sheets. Chelsea is going out on a spending spree. 
But these yeah. guys are building something special. I mean, they're developing a young, powerful team. Chelsea is making a huge impact in the window right now. Transfer event for one year, and they're back like we never left. Like, this was honestly, this transfer ban might have been the best thing that happened to Chelsea because now they actually have to play their young players instead of sending them out on loan and figuring out who's actually good and who actually needs to leave. And with the combination of their great spending and their and their new talent on board, Chelsea can be an absolute force this season. As you said, Hakim Ziyech, Timo Werner, um, Ben Chilwell, all great, great moves, improving... Um, improving multiple positions, and that front line is very dangerous. We could see, like, I'm thinking maybe like a 4 2 3 1 next season could be the best for yeah. them, yeah. and then, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and then you could see a lot of firepower. Conte's still there, Conte's plays DM, your Gorginio's still there. We saw Tammy Abraham had a decent season as well. Reese James is really developing well. He might even start over as as with Laqueta next season at right back. And it's just looking very good for Chelsea. I, I mean, for me, this Chelsea team looks unstoppable in the Premier League and, and in the Champions League. I mean, they, one of the key things that Chelsea's been lacking in the past couple of years is, is having someone come in as a huge center-back role. You know, they have, mm-hmm. you know, Rudiger, who's good. I think he, he, he's, he comes up a couple of times. I think he's a solid uh, center-back. But bringing Thiago Silva, I mean, that's a game changer. Like, yeah. that's, that's huge. That's so like you know when when he when he's called upon, he is just an unstoppable just player. Just as that brick wall that you know makes those crazy last minute tackles. Like he is what Chelsea needed defensively because it, like offensively in the attack they're stacked. I mean you know you have everybody you need up there. You they just need to figure out who they need to get to be in the back four, just going to hold them down. Kind of like uh, Maguire for Man United. He is the man that's going to hold them down and place. I, I think, you know, this Chelsea team is going to be phenomenal. I'm, I'm just super excited to see how they play. They're going to be um, very young. I think the most important thing for Chelsea this season, though, I feel, because even though they're improving a lot this season, they shouldn't be pressured to win the the treble like something like that they need to they need to make sure they they flatten their expectations because at the end of the day this is a young team with a young coach and Chelsea fans can get excited but you got to remember this league Liverpool had an amazing season last year and they don't look like they're slowing down Man City as we discussed might be getting fucking messy <laughs> like this this league this Premier League season will be absolutely amazing Bonkers. Even yeah. Man U could get stronger, too. I mean, I know they're not going to be as strong as the other three teams, but they're still going to be – they're going to stick around, of course. This yeah. be, the, the Chelsea, Liverpool, all these teams are going to be excited to watch. Um, Liverpool had a huge rumor themselves, and it's, this deeply pains me to say about Thiago Alcantara leaving Bayern Munich, and he's probably going to go to Liverpool. But, hey, the guy's really good defensively, and I think him in Liverpool would be a solid addition for Liverpool. He's the perfect player for Liverpool. We need someone that can move the ball around, and he's the exact guy that we need right now. He can move and, the ball, and he plays good defense. Yeah, exactly. Put, putting him in a midfield with Fabinho, Henderson, Milner, etc. It's just like it's a good fit for Liverpool and Thiago in general. And I'm really excited to see him. As we saw, the Premier League will be absolutely explosive. 
good season. Yeah. We see. I just it's really exciting to see. And the thing thing is, kicks off in like in a month. Yeah. yeah. No, it's September. Like, yeah. No, I'm just really excited to see where everything goes. Going back to Chelsea a little bit. Thiago, like Gabe said, Chelsea have been missing that defensive monster since John Terry. Um, stop being the best defender in the world, basically. And Thiago Silva is definitely there. He's also a very experienced, as we've discussed before, which will help young guys like Sukayo Tamori um, develop into better players. And we saw they also signed Malang Star, who's a great defender from Nice, but he's probably going to go out on loan this season and develop a little more. But we see guys in the Chelsea midfield as well as we talked about, Kai Havertz, he's so good. Kai Havertz is an amazing signing, and I'm really excited to see him in the Premier League. Yeah, uh, they yeah. even got Sar. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I mean, th- this team is going to be uh, – if they don't win like or do very well in the Champions or in the Premier League, it's going to be kind of disappointing because they spend all this money and have mm-hmm. such quality players. And it's like, you know – I mean, what, what can you say? If you, it's like it's basically you have like a a ninety nine rated team in FIFA, and then all of a sudden it's like they suck. It's like that yeah. doesn't even happen. They're playing. Yeah. G, they're playing be a GM mode. <laughs> but this this Chelsea team's gonna be very exciting. But the one thing is, um, well, two things. One for Tiago is his fitness. Uh, and I forgot to mention to Marab about Tiago from Bayern. His fitness is the is going to be key. But for Chelsea, experience. These guys are young, and don't get me wrong, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be exciting to watch. But against, I feel like, more powerful, older, more experienced teams, that's that might be a little problem. They, they, they have a lot of lack of experience, but they're going to they're gonna grow. This Chelsea team is going to grow more and more. This is just a starting point for them. Yeah, like I said, this is just the beginning for the Chelsea team. Even though they will have, since Robert Abramovich and Chelsea fans are very impatient, I don't think they should. This time they need to wait on it because dynasties take time. And and if they want to build a dynasty for the future, they need to make sure they take their time, trust in Frank, Frank Lampard, who's done a great job for his only this is only his second year in management. And he took the he made Chelsea finish top four with a transfer ban in the pre, in the previous window, so he brought in absolutely no one. And now they're bringing in talent, and it's just going to be a great it's going to be a great season for to watch in general. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Um, yeah, it's gonna be sick. Yeah, it really is. I can't wait. Um, is that it? Are we all are we all set? Yeah. Well, this has been the third installment of kickoff. Um, a great episode. Our first episode with Marab Samad. Uh, great to have you on the show. Of course, Marab, welcome to the show. The retool of kickoff is back after a little layoff. But that's gonna do it. See you next week. I'm your host, Dean Gutek, alongside with me, Gabe Baltera and Marab Samad, saying see you soon. See you guys. See ya.